Welcome to Crag Gals, the show where we are gals talking about crags. My name is Carolyn DeRosa. I'm a third year film production major, minoring in music technology and English, and I'm joined by my new co-host this semester. Who are you? Hello, my name is Macy. Hi, um, Macy. Hi. <laughs> um, I'm a second year um, student here at Penn State in the Agriculture Business Management Program. Sway. Yes. And then I have um, a minor in International Agriculture and Horticulture as well. What is horticulture? Horticulture. I almost said the wrong thing. <laughs> it's, the study. <laughs> it's the study of plants. Oh, okay. Yeah. Very nice. That's yeah. why you were telling me like about like the little fun facts. Fun yes. fact of the day. Not a spontaneous fun fact. We'll get yeah. to that in like a couple seconds but fun fact of the day yes this plants. is super fun so mm-hmm. basically plants have a lot more genes than humans do because mm-hmm. they have to adapt to their surroundings so basically mm-hmm. humans kind of just like you know cope with their surroundings whereas <laughs> we cope we cope we cope <laughs> whereas um plants actually make like biological changes to adapt to their surroundings interesting so yeah i didn't know yeah. that you told me that and i was like <laughs> I <laughs> all right, but for our actual spontaneous fun fact today, um, we have what is a class we're most excited about for this semester? Yeah. Do you want to start? Sure, I'll start off. So, I mean, I I just started my minor this year or this semester, so um, mm-hmm. I'm in like the first class of it, horticulture mm-hmm. 101. So that's been super interesting. I know mm-hmm. it's been like two days, but I already really love it. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. And I'm also in an entomology course. Ooh, so entomology is study of insects. Yes. Yeah. Bugs. Bugs. <laughs> I do only know that just because there are a bunch of people um, who work at Climb Dittany mm. who are entomology PhD students. Oh, wow. Yeah. So um, one of the girls, I think generally studies like a couple insects and then another one like i think she did like her undergrad in entomology oh, wow. but has transferred into like more like amphibian studies so yeah. she studies like salamanders and stuff oh and my god so fun i studied salamanders a little bit in high school mm-hmm. and they are so fun they're, they're so, so fun, fun. they yeah. are they're just cute little cute little critters I yeah know. and then like of course my other classes are like business and i'm like nah but <laughs> it's all right <laughs> not you getting lumped in with all the business students yeah i'm like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any finance people in your classes who can tell like their finance? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, in your finance. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For me, my most, the classes that I'm excited about uh, for this semester are COM 180, which is a telecommunications class. Oh, cool. um, this is kind of one because like I want to know a little bit more about how like how communications are kind of delivered throughout the world mm-hmm. and also it's a backup plan in case if I don't get into my major which is film which I'll be going through a little uh, portfolio review at the end of the semester to determine whether or not I actually make it into the major Ooh, that's exciting. so it's sister stressful but <laughs> and then um, also um, I'm on the wait list for this class but I attended it regardless yesterday um it's english 281 which is a film and television script writing class oh that sounds so, so fun it's so it looks so fun but i'm also like six in the wait list despite there being plenty of room in the classroom oh i'd be on my little email like. that's what i'm about to do like <laughs> yeah. as soon as i get off this podcast i'm gonna be like hi <laughs> um number one can you send me the homework assignment so i can actually do it uh-huh. two is there anything you can do yeah <laughs> so, yeah, yeah yeah um that's so, yeah. that's a super cool class though is it like creative yeah like, 
Yeah. Or is it it's like left up to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically we're gonna be studying um film scripts, or not film scripts, but more television scripts mm-hmm. and studying studying like how like um how each episode has like act structure act structures and how our oh. show can basically go from like into like a whole arc from beginning to end. Wow. And I believe we'll basically be doing like a little we'll basically creating our own little like T V pilot episode. Um so if you're not aware, like the when when I type up like screenplays, um one page equals around one minute in in regards to a film. So by the end of the semester, I'll probably have like a thirty to sixty minute page oh, wow. screenplay that That's I'll be awesome. putting out. Yeah. It's yeah. exciting. <laughs> I know. So <laughs> hopefully we hopefully I'll get into that class. Yeah. Yeah. I even told the like the professor, I was like, as long as you don't kick me out, I'll probably just come anyway. Um <laughs> but yeah. Um as we mentioned last episode, um with Emma, Emma's in Ireland right now. It looks so cool. It does look so cool. She sent yeah. us some pictures which we will be posting on social media, but mm-hmm. she's basically in a little fairy tale land. It um, looks magical. It really like, does look. It looks like something that you would see out of like, like the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah. Like, like mm-hmm. definitely not one of the more happy worlds, but like a misty forest. It gives off misty vor- it, forest vibes. It does like like fairy tale mm-hmm. kind of, but like a little darker. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. like it's it's exactly what I like picture in my mind when I think Ireland. Yeah, like, I'm like yeah. that is Ireland mm-hmm. for yeah. sure. <laughs> so yeah, we um she will not really be too involved in regards to um. In regards to this season, but she'll be back next season. And in the meantime, uh, we're hoping that um, she'll either be sending us letters or little videos that will be definitely airing on the show. So, yeah. Um, Other than that, though, let's get into our climbing news. Do we want to start off talking about the climb? Is everybody excited for the yes, climb? Yes, I'm very excited <laughs> for the climb. I saw it, I, I posted it on Instagram, just like not even thinking about it. And you were like, yeah. it actually comes out tomorrow. I was <laughs> like, wait a minute. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so that the, the climb comes out tomorrow, January 12th on Woo! HBO Max. If you're not familiar, it is um, the stars of the show are Jason Momoa and... Chris, Chris Sharma, Sharma. <laughs> legendary rock climber. Yep. Um, and actually, I've seen Jason Momoa climb. He's like, oh, really? Yeah, he's very good. Is he? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it would be worth looking into if you're interested, because he, like, I've just seen it on Instagram, but mm-hmm. very impressive. Like, okay. Yeah. He's like Jack too, right? He's like, Jack. Like I have a little thing pulled up here that is like HBO Max's description of it. Okay. Um. So it says, The climb is a visually arresting and life-changing adventure that represents the foundations of rock climbing and exploration of the human spirit. Ooh. Oh. Mystical. Even <laughs> HBO's holding back. They're like, yeah. you gotta you got to see it just to know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, so yeah, hopefully, um, if you guys are interested in watching a new climbing film that maybe you don't have access to because of real rock, or maybe, you know, you're kind of not so much really looking into a Sunder film that you would usually see on YouTube, uh, we're definitely going to be plugging this, um, for HBO Max. HBO Max, if you want to sponsor us too, that'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, go check out, um, what is it? The Climb? The, the Climb. Climb. Yeah. Like, on HBO Max. Like that, um, Miley song, The Climb. There's a Miley song called The Climb? Yeah. I don't know There's the always gonna be another mountain. I'm oh, always gonna be making you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know the name it's of that the song. Climb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> 
I love it. <laughs> All right. And then in other climbing news, um, climbing.com releases a uh, article every year talking about the people that um, the climbers that were lost or passed away um, in, in the previous year. So for 2023, they released an article um, with 48 climbers who have passed away in 2022 um, with their age and what date they passed away. Um, and we, although we recognize that like death is something that we don't really like talking about on this podcast, we do believe that it's important to remember those who have passed on before us and remember that they've action, the actions that they've done to promote climbing, whether it be globally or in their local communities, um, which this article does feature both. Um, and like I said before, some of these climbers have passed away from accidents and others have passed away from natural causes. Um, I believe the oldest person in the article is 102. Yes, which so, is crazy. Yeah, definitely. So yeah. it's it's definitely really cool to just read about um, some of the climbers that uh, have li- have lived so long and contributed so much to this community. Mm-hmm. But it's also really kind of sobering just to see like some of the climbers who have um, passed away way too early honestly in my opinion right. and we have two climbers we want to talk about two female climbers that we want to talk about just to kind of like remember um for this so macy do you yeah. want to do yours first yeah so i just want to say in general like it, it's definitely very um sad to see these people who have passed um mm-hmm. especially the ones that i can kind of relate to yeah like, see myself mm-hmm. and them yeah um mm-hmm. not i mean not to discount any others obviously no, yeah mm-hmm. but um what one that really stood out to me um was a girl named Maya. She was mm-hmm. 22 years old, mm-hmm. really only a couple years older than I, than I am. Yeah, she's only a year older than I am. Yeah, mm-hmm. which so, and she was a very very skilled climber. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the the article um about her her like really made a point to be um to explain the fact that she w- was a person who loved passionately, mm-hmm. like had a lot of family, a lot of friends. Um, she balanced. Her outdoor activities um, with her very rigorous uh, schedule at mm-hmm. uh, University of Colorado Boulder, uh, all all around like a very vibrant person, just yeah. like mm-hmm. huge like s- spirit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and um, I mean, basically, one day she was climbing with her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, they were climbing and rappelling and at the end of the day, they were about two hundred feet up. Mm-hmm. Um, and her boyfriend bent down to tie his shoes Mm -hmm. and she just simply fell yeah like um not not even really a an equipment malfunction Mm -hmm. nothing like ropes didn't break yeah nothing like that she just had simply fallen and it's very hard for me to see like somebody close to my age Mm -hmm. um climbing things that are amazing and Mm -hmm. like very very um they take a lot of skill yeah um, very complex so mm-hmm. it's it's just crazy to see yeah. and definitely very feel very I don't know it's a, it's no, a weird yeah. emotion to describe mm-hmm. no it's it's hard like yeah. it's hard to to look at someone like even the the photo that that climbing.com posts of Maya mm-hmm. it's like you can tell the girls is like full of life like yeah, she, she definitely totally. like definitely loved what she was doing you know mm-hmm. probably wouldn't trade it for for the world and probably knew like you know that this is a dangerous sport like of you course, know yeah and it's just, we were talking about this earlier, like, not only here at, like, Penn State students, like, to hear that a that a, a, col- a university that, like, we all kind of know in our heads as mm-hmm. climbers here, um, but to not only hear that, you know, she just died, like, like that. Yeah. She just tripped and fell. Right. It, it can be as mm-hmm. simple as that. Yeah. yeah. And it was, it's, it's a sober reminder to, you know, be careful and, mm-hmm. you know, to... 
Um, not only that, but, you know, remember, like, you know, what we're doing. But I definitely believe that she probably had a really good community at CU Boulder. Definitely. Um, and probably contributed a lot to the community there. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, definitely not an easy one to talk about. And then the person who I had, probably not even easier for me, too, but um, I picked uh, Chelsea Walsh. Um, she was 33 and died on September 28th, not too long after Maya. Um, she was a cinematographer um, and uh, camera editor, or not camera editor, we're just an editor and um, an audio technician. Um, she was kind of known as someone who like just did not care about the boundaries in film and with climbing and no matter what she did like she just kind of like went for it yeah she one of the things that the article does that I really like that that really just spoke to me was um quote she didn't care about credits or accolades she just wanted to tell great stories and she encouraged others to do the same leaving a legacy of women who believe in themselves end quote so like as me like if you ever like see me like getting like one of like my little like film like I don't know, like rants or like tirades. <laughs> One of my big things about film was like, I really don't give a shit about like the Oscars or like the Grammys. Right. I love telling stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love, I love like, you know, telling stories because they're encouraging the people. They elevate people. And film was one of those things where in my life where I didn't have really too much going well for me. Like I always used film as a way to like escape and go into mm-hmm. a different world and just have a good time. Right. Um, the passion says something yeah the passion yeah yeah. so um basically she and another climber um who was also um one of the line uh, one of the football players for the dallas cowboys um gavin escobar both died at taquits um taquits rock in california and basically there's still a lot of unknowns about the situation um Takwitz is known for having very loose rock and basically both of them were found with um, ropes with catastrophe knots on them and um, a boule device on on one of them I believe Mm -hmm. so it's believed that probably either loose rock contributed to their accident or you know a a quick storm passed through and just kind of threw them off so Mm -hmm. it was definitely a, a, a very tragic death and unexpected death um especially for escobar who um was a football player for the dallas cowboys so um another thing that chelsea was known for is that she was the editor and cinematographer for the film light which is a 2021 documentary um produced by not by pbs sorry um (laughs) it talked about the hidden world of eating disorders and it was produced by caroline treadway Walsh also shot for the PBS series Road Trip Nation, um, and she was an intern at PBS um, in 2001 before, or sorry, not 2001, Scott, 2011 before being hired. Okay. So she did a lot of stuff with film, a lot of stuff with the outdoor community, and a lot of mm-hmm. stuff talking about, you know, mental health and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's it's really hard to see these very inspirational people just kind of fall to the side because of a simple freak yeah. accident. Yeah. It's like, it's hard to see. And mm-hmm. she was obviously very influential. She broke boundaries. Mm-hmm. She didn't care what people think. Yeah. She combined her film, her love for filmmaking with her climbing, mm-hmm. as well as Maya being super, I mean, passionate, not only about climbing, but about her studies. Yeah. She was studying biology, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Biology and ecology. Yeah. So, so. she could have, I don't, it's, it's hard it's to think hard about. It's just hard to talk about. What yeah. she could have done with all of that mm-hmm. and yeah it's sad it's yeah sad. it's sad but 
we want to promote these climbers because we believe that they did important things, no matter how yeah. big or no matter how small. Exactly. Um, simply by existing, you're doing a lot. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. Um, and we want to remember them and we want to um, obviously, you know, recognize that the work they did for the climbing community mm-hmm. and um, also just for a reminder out there, y'all, like, be careful, please. We yeah. say it all the time, like, <laughs> climbing is dangerous. Um, and we recognize that risk, like when we go outside or even when we're in the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, but always be careful. Taking um, precautions. There always. is, yeah, we love you. Um, <laughs> we don't want anything to, tragic to happen. And obviously, we're hoping for a lot of peace and, um, mm-hmm. you know, recovery for for the families. You know that that hopefully they can one day come to peace with with the losses in their families. Yeah. So yeah. of course, yeah. All right. <laughs> I know that's hard to start. Yeah, it <laughs> hard is hard to start the season. But <laughs> we've we both we both both Macy and I and Emma mm-hmm. all agreed that we should probably talk about this. Yeah, um, just because it's important to remember them. Yeah. So yeah. is is there any way that we can link that article? Um, yes, so I always link the articles, and I believe in the article as well. It uh, the American Alpine Club's Climbing Grief Fund. He is a fund that helps um, families of climbers who have died. Um, I don't know exactly what they do, um, but we will absolutely link the American um, the American Alpine Club uh, Mm -hmm. grief fund um, in this program. If you feel um, if you feel, um, I guess, obliged or encouraged to donate to them um, and help some of these families who are going through some grief, um, we encourage it a lot. Amazing. Yes. So, yes, we would totally be linking them down the low for the work that they do. Mm -hmm. Or even just reading about the other absolutely amazing people. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately. Definitely. Yes. As yeah. always, all the links that are in our show notes will always end up in the um, description of this episode. So if you feel um, compelled to donate, if you compel- feel compelled to read about any of these um, amazing people who unfortunately have passed on, um, they will be in the description down below. So down to our accident, where thankfully no one dies, but still it's kind of a freak a freak show. Another regard- freak accident. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Another freak accident. <laughs> um, so it's ice climbing season. Micey, have you ever ice climbed before? I have not, but okay. I think this is such a unique, like interesting discipline of climbing. Yeah. I, would, I would enjoy trying it sometime. Yeah, me as well. I definitely yeah. want to try it. Not lead ice climb because that seems like a different type of beast, <laughs> but definitely scary. like top rope, top rope ice climb. I'd love to get into one day for sure. Yeah. So this is an old accident um, that climbing.com decided to republish um, just because of, you know, it's it's prime ice climbing season. And as a disclaimer, Macy and I have never ice climbed. So some of the things that we talk about in here, we might fumble through, um, but we'll always, as always, we'll link the article down in the description if you're wanting to read a little bit more. And we'll um, try our best. <laughs> yeah. So we just want to promote some risk management if um, some of our listeners are ice climbers and, you know, want to go out ice climbing this season. Um, so two climbers named Wes Rock, um, Wes Walker and Jason Grubb went to the South Fork Ice Festival on Thursday, February 12, 2009 in Cody, Wyoming. And this was their first season ice climbing after working for the Rock and Ice Company. Um, Sorry, I just want to say, had, mm-hmm. did you look into the ice festival at all? I did not, no. It's it's very interesting. Is it? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's um basically this past year it was sponsored by Black Diamond. Swell. Which is pretty cool. And yeah. it's basically like... I mean, it's just a festival. It's a festival, but it's also a place for um, 
they just have a ton of ice climbing clinics. Oh. So they have any everything from like beginners to advanced. And you really? can like sign up for any of these clinics. Yeah. That sounds so strange considering what we're about to talk about. I know. Um yeah. but yeah, so basically they went to this um this festival in Cody, Wyoming, and basically like they were not the most experienced um before, but they consulted some guides um after they arrived and they decided to go um with the route Broken Hearts, which at the time I believe was a WI five. Um, that may have changed now. If you look on Mountain Project, I think a Mountain Project it's like a W or WI WI six or eight. So it's yeah. it's rated pretty difficultly. And of course, like like I said, we're not really too familiar with the um with the grading system for ice climbing. So I looked it up. Um, and I got this from Alpinist.com. Basically, a WI five is classified as a quote long and strenuous with a rope length of eighty to ninety degrees ice. Offering good, offering few good rests or shorter pitch of thin or bad ice with protection that's dif- that's difficult to place. End quote. Yeah, it's like right above. It, Wi five is like right above the middle range. So like Wi one says low angle ice, no tools required. Mm-hmm. That's basically super super yeah. simple. Oh my, <laughs> it's okay. Super simple. And then Wi eight i eight is under discussion. It just says Ooh. under discussion. Imagine <laughs> imagine how hard. Yeah, I was like, how is something so hard that it's under discussion? Yeah. Um, so, so imagine them climbing at WI5. That's, yeah. That's pretty difficult. Yeah, it's not. And also, this route is six pitches, and both of them only shared one pair of ice tools, meaning that one person had ice axes. We'll get more into it. We're getting more into it. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, Walker led three of these pitches, and in the article, it says that he had screwed in I guess placement before, so he. I guess he was a little bit experienced, but still, kind of not not too much. I guess in ice climbing, so he led three pitches. He built the anchors, and then when he ever he built the anchors, he then lowered his tools down to grub with the rope. That's crazy. Like you, you got you got one, you got one like, shot. Um, no, no, no. Yeah, oh. like imagine if you drop it. Oh yeah. Imagine if you drop it and like, you're just you're like done. stuck. You're done. Yeah, you're done. You're done. <laughs> Um, so like I don't even know like you know what was kind of like the thought process of this but it's kind of you know it's questionable Mm -hmm. right and then uh, Grub would then scramble up um, with the ice axes to Walker as fast as he could so after the third pitch the sun you know already said it's snowing and the two basically had a decision or had a discussion um, to see what they should do but and they ended up uh, deciding to keep climbing despite their inexperience the poor conditions and the low visibility um, so they put on their little headlamps and they kept on climbing. So the rest of the climb ended up continuing without a hitch, without a, without an incident. But once they summited the poor conditions, they basically caused them to pick the wrong descent point. So what they ended up, they were supposed to do the descent point from Broken Hearts. And what they ended up doing was a descent point from another route nearby called Broken Ribs, which I believe that route um, had a lot of technical down climbing and also um, a lot of rappelling as well. Mm-hmm. So they began rappelling and at around 8 o'clock p.m., Walker unroped after rappelling and was searching for a hold with his crampons when his right foot got caught in a quick draw clipped to his harness which caused him to lose his balance and fall towards the ground like with nothing so it was about a 60 foot drop just basically a free fall yeah a free fall and he fell about 60 feet and basically um according to the article 
I have to scroll real quick. Sorry. Um, after the article, um, Grubb said, quote, his headlamp shot out of sight. He fell for at least 60 feet. I was sure he was dead. A few moments later, I heard West yell up that he'd broken his ankle and I was incredibly relieved. So keep in mind, Grubb still has to rappel down. Mm-hmm. And then after they rappel down, they had to negotiate or they had to basically go through all the terrain that they had to hike through in order to get there. Right. And at around 1 a.m., they finally reached their truck, go to the hospital, and reveal that Walker only had broken a fibula. How does that happen? How does that happen? Yeah. It's insane to think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know. Macy, what are you thinking about? What are you thinking? So, when I initially heard this story... Mm-hmm. I mean, I think there are some pretty um, bulging questions, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we'll say. Um, basically, why did they choose something so difficult mm-hmm. with little... They don't have much experience. Yeah. They have few tools. Why didn't they take more tools? Mm-hmm. And also, if this is happening through the festival, it kind of makes me question mm-hmm. a little bit of like how they check credibility of climbers or like how they check how they're how experienced they are Mm -hmm. to allow them to do certain climbs yeah is it completely go at your own risk yeah like i don't know it's just an example of what inexperience can of inexperience can do in the climbing world yeah no i agree i think that you know i mean like this kind of goes back to what we were talking about like I guess with the climbing grades and stuff, like, obviously there, there's there's people who kind of can over-exaggerate, like, what they climb. True. Or, and that can either be the fault of, you know, themselves outwardly lying, or usually it is the cause of, you know, very soft gyms, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and, of course, like, we, we're here at Penn State. We see frat boys all the time who <laughs> climb at the IM wall and just insist that they're the best thing in the world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, you know, this is com- a completely different scenario. And I yes. think it was just one of those things where we also have to remember that this is 2009, so... Very, roughly true. 10 years ago where we don't know like exactly if there were still like these clinics going on i wouldn't be surprised if the clinics came after this accident um because true. it was so wide like i believe it was so wild uh wide known amongst the ice community um but it just it's miraculous like how he only broke a fibula mm-hmm. and also he received surgery on february 18th so i believe he's i believe um walker's doing fine yeah. as of now um so yeah, it just it just goes to show like you know you have to know what you're doing, especially if you're going to do these really difficult climbs, mm-hmm. and you also bring along the experience with you to make sure that you know even just to confirm that you know what you're doing, right? Yeah. No one ever wants to ask for help, but honestly, it's probably one of the best things that you can do to mm-hmm. prevent injury, prevent accidents, and most of all, prevent death. Right? right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't think asking for help should be looked down upon no and i don't think mm-hmm. anybody does yeah it's, it's very much like in your own head but yeah yeah uh, i, I mean, agree getting getting your head is a real danger yeah so. <laughs> exactly yeah. um so let's go back to the article now um and by the way this is from climbing.com from my good old man oh this is not from kevin gorgon never mind jeff jackson mm-hmm. shout out to jeff jackson um and from rock and ice magazine um which was the two which was the company that the two were from um, so yeah, um, the analysis later goes into, um, saying, uh, Walker and, quote, Walker and Grubb were fortunate that conditions were good, but the decision to climb with a single set of tool was ill-advised. The transfer process dramatically slowed them down, and the late start goes against the collective wisdom of generations of mountaineers, and their decision to continue into the night in a snowstorm rather than making three short rappels smacks fool, foolhardiness. It's not surprising that in the dark, the climbers descended the wrong goalie, end yeah. quote. 
Yeah, so, I, I didn't even actually. I didn't think about that too hard. They were in the dark, so no wonder why they went down the wrong. Yeah, yeah, no, that makes. I, I was like, it makes complete sense yeah. because like they're not only in a snowstorm. Like, have you ever been like? Because think about it, they're in the middle of Wyoming as yeah. well. It's not like you have like a little bit of white pollution to help you out where you can kind of uh-uh. see things. You no. in the dark? No, you out there. <laughs> <laughs> you not? Yeah, no. You were in the woods, my guy. <laughs> yeah, like, windigos and all. You know. <laughs> Like, all those goalies probably look the same. Yeah, I imagine, you know. It it must have been crazy. And I think the article also mentions that, like, an argument ensued. Like, imagine, too, like, how, like, freaked out they must have been as well. Like, the more, like, because think about it, like, if you've ever been out in the woods and think about it, like, I'm from, I'm from PA, so, like, Mm -hmm. we know about the Appalachian Trail. Do you live by the Appalachian Trail? Yes. Have you, like, ever been in the Appalachian Trail at night? No. Okay, exactly. There's a reason for that. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> if you've ever been out in Pennsylvania and you just like look out into the woods, like I've been by Black Machanan, mm-hmm. um, it's just like a little campground, like a, like about maybe like 45 minutes to an hour west of here, west, okay. west, south, mm-hmm. uh, southwest. And like, I'm telling you, it was so dark. Yes. I had to go, I had to get up and pee at one point. And oh. it was the most terrifying experience oh, no. I've ever experienced because yeah. it's just, quiet and it's, it's dark. I was gonna say not only is it dark it is silent oh yeah it's it silent. silent unless like the animals are out there having a cool little concert yeah. like they're it's and, silent yeah and I imagine it's snowy out there and mm-hmm. and snow like that's literally what it does it like blocks out noise yeah yeah it dampens the sound yeah mm-hmm. so I can't even imagine the conditions they were in yeah and just I imagine too like they must have been tired they must have been mm-hmm. cold it must have been frustrating to have to like do all of these things with the tools and such. Travel them back know. and forth between yeah. people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It must have been just, just very frustrating, which I imagine did not, you know, make it any easier for them. It yeah. must have been like extremely, extremely like worry, worrying or intense for them. Yeah. And so, yeah. yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I kind of, I like appreciate the way that the article ends because mm-hmm. they make a very blunt statement, but I think it really gets the point across. Yeah. Um. They literally say, if you're going to be dumb, you better be tough. Yeah. Like, Yep. I was like, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I also like what it says a little bit before, too. Uh, It says, quote, nothing beats experience. However, an aspiring climber should plan a progression of increasingly challenging objectives to develop the skills and familiarity with clothing clothing and gear necessary for winter climbing. Yeah. I I like your quote, though, at the end Mm -hmm. where it says, quote, if you're going to be dumb, you better be tough. Yeah. Which makes sense. I mean, they were really to the point with that quote. I was like, yeah, I was. They they came they came for their neck. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but I mean, it makes sense. You know, the last thing any of us want to see is climbers, injury. you know, injury or yeah. even worse, like an accident where it involves in death. These mm-hmm. guys could have easily been in the climbing dot com people we lost two thousand nine. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So it's just one of those things where we say, you know, please y'all be careful be if you don't have careful. any experience ice climbing. Take. Ask somebody to take you ice climbing. You yes. know, don't go ice climbing by yourself. Don't go ice climbing with with you know minimal equipment that you mm-hmm. may not know how to place. Don't go ice climbing that you know you think might be out of your way. Plan ahead. Be successful. You know, and if mm-hmm. your gut is telling you to turn around, you better Sorry, turn, turn around. You better turn your ass around. <laughs> yeah, you better turn. You turn. You turn. So, yeah. <laughs> all right. Anything else to say along along that? I I don't think so. Just okay. all in all, be careful. Yeah, be careful. Be careful.
right. So the main body of this of this episode, yes. I couldn't come up with the food. I was thinking the protein of this episode. Oh, I like that. Okay. I was, but okay. I was thinking, um, in in memory of Emma. <laughs> Not you making her sound like she's dead. I know. (laughs) She's just not here, but she's here. But like, you know what I mean. Oh my God. Because it's like Irish. We we could say like the meat and taters of this episode. Have you already done that? The meat and potatoes. The the meat and potatoes of this episode. The meat and potatoes of this episode. That's British. (laughs) She's going to show us all of her Irish friends. (laughs) And we're going to get like calls and be like, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) Trying to imitate our language. I don't sound like that. I don't sound like that. What are you doing, you fucking Americans? <laughs> Hi, guys. We love you. Sorry. Please promote our podcast in Ireland. <laughs> oh, what if we get Irish listeners? That's what. That was the whole point of sending her there. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I missed the memo, guys. <laughs> yes, we are going to establish a hub in Ireland. We don't know when, but it's coming. <laughs> We're coming for you. <laughs> All right. Um, so the meat and potatoes of this episode <laughs> coming after a break. So for those who aren't familiar, um, college students in the United States typically have two large breaks in between semesters. So between the spring and fall semester, it can be around a three to four month break, depending on where you are. Um, and this is usually what we call our summer break or our summer vacation. You know, usually people go home everything shut down unless you're taking like summer classes you know there's usually nobody working at like very few times like there, there's minimal people working at the gym there's you know no dining halls are really open you know it's kind of like one of those things where the university's like get out you know what i'm saying <laughs> wrap it up uh, wrap it up yeah. yeah but between this fall and spring break there's usually only a one to two month long break and that's what we call our winter break um Usually the dorms close down and they make everybody go home unless you're an international student or just someone who's willing to pay a little bit extra to stay here over break. Um, but access to, you know, good food or amenities like the gym are often closed or just have, have drastically different hours. Um, so a lot of us went home. I went home for a week, but then I came back. So usually like I go home for Christmas and then I come back for New Year's mm-hmm. um, just because I'm kind of, I guess, a state college local now, I guess. Fun, Macy, what fun. about you? You you Where'd you go? I, I went home. You went home? <laughs> back to my camp. Yeah, the good old Mechanicsburg. Um, I, yeah, I was at home for about three-ish weeks, okay, which was very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm I'm certainly ready to be back, and like, yeah, I enjoy the the structure of college. Yeah, like, no, me as well. Yeah, yeah. Basically, we're gonna be talking about what it's like to be climbing after a break today. And I don't know. So let me start. Um, so what happened over our, our winter break? Um, so basically I had to go home. Um, my mom was having some health issues that, you know, think we were very minimal, but they were a little bit, uh, recovery was a little bit, you know, rougher than we expected. So I wasn't able to climb for at least a week during the Christmas holiday because I had to, you know, help out and stuff, help out around the house. Um, I came back and I immediately got bumped down, yep. uh, like one to two grades. Mm. And that's not very much when your top grade is a V4, you know? <laughs> um, and my body was just aching for way longer oh, than yeah. usual. What about you, Macy? I, so I, when I was at home, I worked, mm-hmm. I saw friends, I saw family Woo. that I haven't seen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my two best friends from home, one goes mm-hmm. to Pitt, one goes to school and Colorado mm-hmm. haven't, so of course haven't seen them much um, yeah 
So, you know, I'm busy doing that stuff. I'm seeing my boyfriend. I went on like a ski trip for a few days, Mm -hmm. which was very fun. Um, So I did take all in all probably a week off, Mm -hmm. a full week off. Um, And then that was right in the middle. So before that, I climbed a few times. And after that, I climbed like twice. Gotcha. Not consistent, but, mm-hmm. you know, I, I still did get my climbing in. Yeah, same. Yeah. So it looks like you you told me this like a couple of days ago, too, when we were at practice. Mm-hmm. Like you climbed more towards the end and I or you climbed more towards the beginning yes. and I climbed more towards the end. So yes. we both had different type of different type of like, you know, like where we were in terms of training, you know. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I don't know. It was I got back and like it was this hard Mm-hmm. And everybody else who I was talking to who also took a break was like, this this shit is hard. This Yeah. yeah. I was not feeling great at practice. <laughs> like, I was like, wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> so, generally speaking, why do we go down when we take breaks? And I guess following that, like, should we take breaks? Mm-hmm. Um, generally speaking, our body operates on a use it or lose it system. Um and keep in mind, this is kind of just based on our own experience. We tried finding articles. The closest thing that we got were like like male, like like male workout blogs that <laughs> gave off low key Andrew Tate vibes. Ew, so I ew, was like, mm, like, no, not us. <laughs> yeah, not us. So this is kind of just based more off of you know personal experience. So take what we say with a grain of salt. And feel free if you ever have any um, articles that you want to send our way, do so because I do like reading them articles. Definitely. Um, so yeah, basically our body operates on a use it or lose it system, uh, whether it be with language or um, you know exercise or even certain skills that are technical. Your body needs to constantly be using these skills in order to keep them. Otherwise, you you know lose it. You know, so when we take longer breaks from sports like climbing, uh, we may notice things that can be caused by our body's process starting to, you know, lose it. Mm-hmm. For example, you know, with with climbing, you know, things like skin or things like, you know, um, just like general like body endurance and, you know, ability to keep up with with like glucose levels. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, those things are one of the first things to go. So like you may notice when you're going back that your skin may be just absolutely god awful. <laughs> Um, just demolish just demolish yeah. or you may notice things like you know you may be burning out of climbs way more way more sooner than you would expect to be mm-hmm. um so these are just kind of small examples of our body starting to lose it um but despite you know coming back from a break rest is so so crucial it when, is when we do sports yeah it is and mm-hmm. i kind of when i look at rest with climbing i kind of compare it to lifting in the gym because mm-hmm. I, I did that for a while yeah. and you know you're yeah. <laughs> gym daddy <laughs> <laughs> so when you're lifting mm-hmm. you need a rest day because your muscles I, if I'm correct about this mm-hmm. I don't can't get very scientific about it because mm-hmm. I don't know that much yeah but when you use your muscles and you're working them out like that, mm-hmm. they like tear. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you have to give them time to rebuild. Correct. Until you can tear them again. Yeah. That's basically how it works. Yeah. Whether you're doing kind of more hypertrophy based um, workouts or whether you're doing more strength or endurance based workouts, that's the thing. Basically what happens when you're working out is that your muscles will slowly tear themselves and mm-hmm. you need rest. This is kind of like why a lot of people when we start out climbing, we don't recommend more than climbing three times a week because the more you kind of tear it the more either you risk for injury or the more you may just generally burn out, mm-hmm. right? And one of these concepts that um, I also did a lot of weightlifting too before I started really climbing, or I guess like in conjunction with my climbing as well, mm-hmm. um, I did a lot of powerlifting training. Um, oh, yeah. So 
kind of in powerlifting and even bodybuilding, um, you know, there's kind of like this concept of progressive overload where basically, you know, every week, you know, you continue to build your strength. So, for example, if I'm starting at 10 pounds um, and I can only lift like bench press 10 pounds, once I'm able to bench press up to like six reps of that 10 pounds, then I go up to 15, but I only do like two reps. Mm -hmm. And then you keep building up the more and more and more um, as you're able to do more reps with more weight, you know? But the cool thing with progressive overload is that it also introduces something called a deload week, where for Mm -hmm. one week, say I'm able to press, you know, 100 pounds. Well, for one week, I'll then do maybe 50 pounds for six reps, and that's like my entire thing. The idea is that you're still using your body to exercise, um, but the idea is that you're not pushing yourself to your limits. And although this isn't exactly what we're doing with climbing, and especially, you know, things happen in life, especially when we're on break. You know, we want to yeah. go hang out with friends. We want to go on vacation. We want to eat a lot. These are all super good things, honestly, mm-hmm. because your body needs that time to rest and it needs that time to re-recover, especially because this is a sport that requires all, almost all of the muscles in your body, requires them to do very specific things in very intense ways. And it's important that we introduce those rest weeks despite how it might be painful when we come back Mm -hmm. does that kind of make sense yeah yeah and I also want to say like so when you do work out in the gym Mm -hmm. it's like you do different days to work out different muscles correct obviously because you can't you know Mm -hmm. you don't want to overwork one muscle Mm -hmm. working it out three days in a row yes that would be terrible Mm -hmm. um and like I just see a little bit of a comparison with this like between different gym styles Mm -hmm. because when I went home and I climbed at my gym at home, mm-hmm. it's a very different climbing style mm. than when I climb here at school. Okay. So like I when I was at home, I felt like I got, you know, I was like started off not doing great at that gym. But then mm-hmm. I worked up as I climbed more and I was like, OK, I feel really good. And then I came mm-hmm. back to school and I was like, wow, I'm really bad. <laughs> but like <laughs> but I think having the different gym styles mm-hmm. and having it switch up like that. Um, creates an interesting dynamic and yeah. I like it. And mm-hmm. it's like kind of gives me the same vibe as switching things up in the gym. Yeah. So definitely. And that's also another thing that, interesting. Yeah. And that's also another thing that people also introduce in, in deload weeks as well. Like when I used to lift, um, I remember there was one summer where I went on vacation by myself to go to New Jersey, like mm-hmm. Ocean City, New Jersey. And instead of working out in Ocean City, New Jersey, I just did surfing. Oh, fun. Yeah. So, like, I just, like, surf for, like, three days straight. Yeah. Now, you know, I'm still using my body. I'm still exercising. But at the same time, though, when I came back to weightlift, it still was a little bit of a struggle to come back. Yeah. You know, just because my body wasn't doing the exact same motions, Mm -hmm. you know. So, obviously, you know, some of us have different, you know, scenarios. Some of y'all may have climbed a lot when you went over break or some of you maybe have, you know, done like me and maybe took, like, a week or so off. Either way, you know, no matter what, when we come back, we're going to be a little bit sore than mm-hmm. usual. We're going to be a little bit, you know, not as, not calming as well. And that's just simply because our body, you know, wasn't using those skills that it needed and those muscles that it needed for a bit. And and, and I think like a big part of it is just being able to readjust. Yes. Like having the mindset that you have to readjust mm-hmm. and taking those steps to do that. And just being, a, just being versatile. Yeah. And definitely. understanding like, oh, I'm going to go back, but I'm might be a little bit worse now Mm -hmm. i'm gonna Mm -hmm. take it easy and i'm gonna work back up and just doing the exercises that you need to to get back to where you are exactly and that kind of leads into our next i guess topic where how do we get back to normal after a break rule number one Mm -hmm. take your time yeah please there's no reason to rush getting back to normal after a break and one of the things that like i guess comes with the break too is that while you do have a little bit more struggle in the beginning 
oftentimes when you have these little breaks, it leads to a much more exponential growth afterwards because your body has had time to recover. And then once it back gets back into the justice thing, it, it's, it just starts going up again. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. 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 So number one, take your time. Two, always be eating. Be oh, yes. eating good. You yes. know what I'm saying? Eat your carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. Eat your protein. Eat your fiber. I don't care if someone's telling you don't eat carbs or don't eat whatever. Eat whatever you want. I'm sorry. That's bullshit. That is bullshit. I Complete it. bullshit. I yeah. hate when people say like, don't eat carbs. They're awful. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Um, yeah, it's terrible. It's so important to have a very balanced diet mm-hmm. and also like enjoy things that you also like eating because one, who wants to be miserable? Two, you know? Yeah, exactly. But things like carbohydrates, things like fiber, things like protein are all building blocks to make sure that your body can do whatever you want to do people mm-hmm. always kind of criticize carbohydrates but they're the things they're the primary things that give us energy, energy. Yeah. yeah so and i mean ha- like have you ever, ever experienced not eating something and then going to work out yeah it is not good awful it, awful your workout never goes well and yeah if you're eating well you're healthy you're energized it makes all the difference mm-hmm. like you can literally see it happen as you eat like i i went, yeah i went on a hike over break and I was so hungry by lunchtime. <laughs> I can't even tell you. And I yeah. ate lunch and I ran down that mountain. <laughs> <laughs> she said, zoom. <laughs> no, but like in all seriousness, it, yeah. it's it's super important. Mm-hmm, definitely. Whether, whether you're, I don't know, whatever, whatever activity you're doing any, anyways. But yeah. No, yeah, definitely. No matter what, always be eating. Don't worry about losing weight. Don't worry about, you know, gaining weight. Just eat eat like you normally do until you get back to normal right yeah um second thing too and i know this is kind of like redundant because we're both college students and probably getting six hours <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just nodded really yeah painfully. yeah but it's so important to like when you're an athlete your body needs sleep in order to be able to actively recover in that time sleep is the only time where really our bodies are really not doing anything mm-hmm. it's just vibing right it's the only time it really has to truly repair itself <laughs> yeah <Basically>. sorry <laughs> no, it's we're just straight up vibing we're just vibing you know <laughs> the micro the the mitochondria vibe <laughs> um but when we True kind though. of yeah when we miss sleep our body especially for us as climbers because you have things like skin and like ligaments to worry about tearing yes you know it's so important to vitalize sleep and get that you know sweet sweet seven to nine hours Mm. as hard as it may be full REM sleep (laughs) yeah full REM sleep (laughs) full dreams um yeah um yeah so yeah make sure you're getting your sleep and then lastly too making sure that we're getting water as well absolutely third thing too drink your water yeah. It may be so redundant, but water but is so the important. source of life. Um, we are 70% water. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like half of this podcast is just us laughing. I know. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yeah, we are 70% water. Um, no, but it's super important because, you know, we have to stay hydrated. Um, and in order to, when when your body is sleeping, when it has the things like water, when it has the things like nutrients, it can repair so much more quickly and so much more efficiently mm-hmm. than if it didn't have those things. Exactly. You know, your body needs things to actually repair and actually, you know, do stuff with. It can't just like make poof out of air <laughs> and suddenly repair your ligaments. Nah, yeah. girl, you got to have, you got to have the, the three course you meal. Do, do the work. Yeah. yeah you got to do the work, you know? Um. And also, too, um, I guess kind of like with routines, you know, in climbing, I recommend that people do four by fours. Um, if you don't know what a four by four is, it will hurt. That's fine. It's supposed to hurt. 
Um, four by fours are basically where you pick four climbs around one to two grades underneath your projecting level and you do one climb four times with no rest and then you take around a three to four minute rest in between climbs. So for example, if yeah. I'm climbing V4, my ideal uh, four by four is around a V2 to V3. Now because I'm at V2 right now, generally speaking, I may want to with the v0 to v1 mm-hmm. you know it kind of depends on where you are give it a shot with like the easier climbs in your gym see how it goes it's not going to feel good but i guarantee you one of the things that the 4x4 does is that it builds power endurance so over time you're going to be noticing that you're getting a lot more power and you're getting a little bit more endurance so it's like a dual package yeah yeah endurance is important endurance is so important yeah any other tips macy actually yes so mm-hmm. coming back from break i've i mean and even on me. break i i guess okay so I mean, when I'm not at Climnasium, mm-hmm. which is my home gym, Climnasium, Climnasium I'm here. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm here, I'm not at Climnasium. So yeah. going back to Climnasium and catching up with the people mm-hmm. that I haven't talked to in a long time mm-hmm. um, and all the regulars there is super nice. And yeah. then coming back here and talking to all my college friends who mm-hmm. climb is really nice. Yeah. So honestly, just like keeping those connections yeah, definitely. is really fun and really mm-hmm. important. And I... And, enjoy having people that I can climb with even if they're not at my ability or I'm not at theirs or whatever it may be it's people are nice people want to climb yeah definitely people don't care what your ability is no 100 percent. yeah I think too like we're also all going through the same thing at the same time so I was talking with one of my friends here um she doesn't go to school she's like a full functioning like adult with like a family and stuff oh damn (laughs) (laughs) I tend to make friends with people who are like much older than me Mm -hmm. for some reason I don't know like fully fledged adults like (laughs) we're just talking she was like dude I'm so tired like I can't do anything like I feel like absolutely unmotivated and I was like girl wait you don't gotta come back and do it all like you're not super you're not superwoman you're not you know wonder girl right right? you know just do a four by four and (laughs) you know we're all in this together and we're gonna eventually get our strength back yeah you know that's that's what we're doing yeah and Mm -hmm. talk to your friends and hang out with your friends yeah talk and hang out with your friends that's important yeah Anywho's Emma, I need you back here <laughs> immediately. <laughs> immediately, <laughs> I feel like when Emma comes back and it's gonna be like the three of us, uh-huh. she's the one who's gonna be like keeping us both in line. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's like, stop having fun. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. Oh, I'm yeah. kidding. All right. <laughs> like, any other serious. things? Any other things to add? Um, I think that's all I got. I, I think, think. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we did a good job. I think we did too. Yeah. So yeah. overall, just take take it easy when you're coming back from a break. Don't worry about getting everything perfect, number one. Yeah. And number two, have fun. Build yeah. community. Exactly. Do cool things. Yes. And be careful. Be careful. Yes. So that was our episode today um, for the first episode of season two, episode one of Crag Gals. Yeah. Um, so we talked about climbing news. We talked about the new uh, movie coming out called The Climb with Chris Sharma and Jason Momoa coming out uh, January 13th. 12, 12, 12, <laughs> 12. We also talked about um, the climbing.com um, article called Climbers We've Lost. So, yeah, we talked about uh, climbing.com's um, list of acts or lifts of climbers who passed away in 2022 with Maya Hamo and Chelsea uh, Walsh. 
um, please feel free to donate to the Alpine American um, Climbing Grief Fund um, if you feel the want the I guess the the courage to support their families if you're financially able to as well. We had our weekly accident where um, entitled ice climber unroped slipped fell 60 feet walked away sorta question mark um, and then of course the meat and potatoes of this episode meat climbing after. <laughs> Why do you keep saying it in a British accent? <laughs> <laughs> Climbing after a break. So, yeah. My name is Cameron Rosa. This is Macy Grove. Ooh, chillin'. Signing off. All right. Keep on <laughs> climbing, y'all. Rock on.